Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Wednesday, April 19th at Keeneland. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And we are going to take a look at the late pick four on the Wednesday card. And it starts with a claiming race, non-winners of three lifetime or three-year-olds is the condition. Then it's three-year-olds and up, and they go about seven furlongs, so the elongated sprint distance down the backside. Where did you land in here, Jim? Well, I landed on the one-horse Invisible War, looks like a winner in here with Ortiz taking them out back from the Tampa race. But I've just got some concerns about moving it back up from an optional 16 to a 50,000. Ran in a 50,000, now winners three lifetime at Fairgrounds and couldn't win there. So I think that, that he may be vulnerable in here. I think uh, sometimes in a claiming race, strange things happen when you've got horses coming from various places. And I kind of like a long shot in here, the five-horse sail at sunrise to, to perhaps upset Invisible War. You've got to go way back in his PPs to find something on the dirt. But if you do that, he ran well at Gulfstream and Parks back in 21, and they decided to take him to the turf, and then they decided to take him to the uh, synthetic, and they haven't had any success with him whatsoever. But outside of the last race in November, when it was a $25,000 claiming race, this is the cheapest he's run for, trying the surface that he was good on at one point in his career, and maybe this new trainer just figured out that let's try him on the dirt. If he's 15-1 to one morning line, and he's got – uh, Rodriguez riding, who was the lean rider uh, at Turfway as an apprentice, He's still got a five-pound bug. So, still at sunrise, I think it was really live at fifteen to one. The honorable one for Jonathan Wong, buyers fit here, dropping out of allowance races at Mahoning Valley, and we had a Mahoning Valley shipper win over the weekend. So I don't cost them anymore, and this horse does drop in for fifty thousand claim in tag, but um, did run for thirty thousand at Turfway, not very well. But since Jonathan Wong's got the horse, he's gotten better. So uh, he's got a shot at 6-1. to one. And then I'm also going to use Long Shadow uh, for Kelsey Danner. Again, the buyers fit with mid-70s buyers the last four times. Um, they have not put this horse up for sale, probably running an optional claimer. But for 50000 here, uh, this horse fits at 3-1. to one. So I'm going to use half the field. I'm not going to use Hoya Paranoa on the outside. Uh, but that's the fifth one I would use. But I am going to use half the field with a shot at sail at sunrise to pull the upset over Invisible War. I ended up taking Long Shadow uh, on top in here. Uh, that was a really good field, I think, that uh, he faced last time out. Went back and uh, looked at the horses that ran behind him, and the horse that ran second came back to win at the same class level with a big jump in the speed figure. So... Uh, and the horse that ran third, I think, came back and ran second to that horse that uh, was the return winner. So that uh, looked like a, a really solid field that uh, he beat at Tampa. And now this horse makes the second start off the layoff, so could improve. And I think uh, Long Shadow, um, you know, he didn't win that race, but the horse that ran second came back to win impressively. And I think Long Shadow could move forward and get the money in here. Uh, Got to use Invisible War on my pick four ticket, certainly just off the uh, uh, the good effort at the fairgrounds on uh, March the 9th at this level, and the horses won at seven furlongs. I'm going to use Hoya Paranoia just because it uh, is a horse with some early speed and the second try at this level. And then I'm going to throw in uh, Group 18 
just on the improvement and the, in those last two races at Turfway. And the Turfway shippers have stacked up pretty well. And the Williamson Barn's been off to a pretty good start at the meet. Their horses have run well. So uh, I'm going to use those four. You're using a couple of others. So this might be a, a considered an all race on a pick four ticket, but I've got Long Shadow on top. The uh, actual f- allowance feature is the sixth race on the Wednesday card. It's the first level allowance on the turf at a mile and a half for four-year-olds and up. I thought Evan Harlan looked pretty good in here. Uh, Grand Motions Barn excels at these turf marathons at Keeneland. This horse ran in a grade one. They shipped him out to Hollywood, the Hollywood Derby off a maiden win last fall in New York. So I think they clearly had a, a high opinion of this horse. And I think he's got maybe a bit of a class edge on this group. I thought the one was a little intriguing for a price to maybe hit the board. Outside shot to win. Foreign Relations. Uh, Connor Murphy's horses jump up and, and run big uh, sometimes here at Keeneland. They didn't run a lot of horses, but the Turfway shippers have done well. I like two things about this horse also. He's coming off two mile and a quarter races, so his stamina's built up. And Pratt takes the ride for this barn. Not a, a combo that we see a lot. Pratt rides the turf exceptionally well. So I think that horse is a little dangerous at a price. Uh, always above the 10 was fourth in a grade three at Kentucky Downs last summer, so that merits inclusion uh, perhaps on a pick four ticket. Uh, Master of the Reigns, it's Mike Maker and Tyler Gaffleyone with uh, some improving numbers, so that merits respect as well. But Evan Harlan for me on top. How about you? I thought I'd sneak foreign relations by him, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick foreign relations, and I don't think you're going to get anywhere close to 15 to 1 on, on the morning line. I think people are going to recognize two things that you, that you said. Connor Murphy can't upset here. Uh, I like stamina on the horse going a mile and a quarter on poly or on synthetic. Uh, and I like Pratt, Pratt taking them out most of all. So I think this horse, if you get eight or nine to one, you're going to be lucky. But I think he's got a big shot to run him down. A mile and a half ought to be right in this wheelhouse. So uh, I'm going to take foreign relations on top. Got to use Evan Harlan. I'm just concerned about he couldn't hold a lead the last four times at a mile and a sixteenth, a mile and an eighth, and a mile and a quarter. I don't know what uh, Grant Motion, why would I second-guess him, but I don't know why they think this horse could, could run, and, and he obviously wants to run on the lead. I don't know how he can stretch that out to a mile and a half, especially with a horse like Sea Falls with Louis Saez. Louis may just challenge him for the lead. This horse got out to a six-length lead last time out at a mile and a eighth, or second time back, and then did the same thing and almost took a wire-to-wire at fairground. So I don't think Evan Harlan is going to have a walk on the on the front end. So... Uh, I'm going to use Sea Falls in there. Again, Louis Saez is taking them out for Norm Cassie um, at 12 to 1 morning line. And then the two horses you mentioned on the outside certainly have to be included. Um, Michelle Neha is always above with Talamo and Michael Maker and Gaffleon with Master of the Ring, who I probably would pick second in here to my long shot. Because um, I think just Gaff- uh, Maker and Gaffleon alone is worth the price. So I'm going to go five deep, but. Uh, Taking your horse on top, we're in relation. Race seven is for claimers who have not won two lifetime, three-year-olds and up, going two turns at a mile and a 16th on the main track. Where did you land? I thought this one was a little bit um, more more a reasonable race to handicap. And I stuck with Lil Bro Coop uh, for Chris Hartman. Chris Hartman is hitting at a 33% clip at Keeneland, only one for three, but he's 27% for the year and was on fire at Oakland. And fairgrounds, and this horse broke his maiden last time out. Took him eleven tries to break his maiden, but he did it with in style at Oakland uh, and backed up another eighty-three buyer prior to that. 
And I just think that Chris has this one going the right way now, and it would not surprise me uh, if he upset the logical horse to, to take on top as film star for Brad Cox and Flavian Pratt. Uh, coming off an allowance effort at Oakland, called a sloppy track there, probably didn't like it. This horse has not run as well as Brad had expected after he um, broke his maiden at Ellis by nine and a half. They put him in allowance races at Churchill, came back at Keeneland, uh, tried Oakland all allowance races, and he's got him for sale for seventy five thousand. So Brad has tried everything he can with this horse, and he hasn't broken through. I'm not sure he's going to break through today, but you got to use him. Uh, I'm only going to go too deep. The other one would be Royal King for um, McLean Robertson on the outside. Uh, the, the maiden special weight was impressive at, at Oakland with a ninety one buyer, and he followed that up with a seventy one in allowance race, but was running against Corona Bolt. So. If I went three deep, I would certainly use Royal King, but I'm going to stick with two in here with Film Star and Royal Poop. I ended up taking Group Hug on top. Um, it's Maker and Saez, second off a long layoff, and I thought the uh, the 82 buyer in the in the turf race was just maybe was a solid effort in a race that was probably just to to get this horse started back and now ought to improve in the uh, the next time out. So I think the key is not to be too far back early, but uh, Saez is the kind of rider that uh, I think gets them involved early. So I like that that matchup with the jock and the horse. I'm a little question. I'm questioning film stars as well. So I'm looking for somebody to, to beat that one who will probably be the favorite. And uh, uh, Lilbro Coop I uh, had as well. I thought that horse made a lot of improvement uh, for Hartman. And the uh, 83 buyers are certainly going to stack up well if he can repeat them at this class level. And the horse has good speed. So I think uh, for all of those reasons, that horse is dangerous in here. Chileno, the one, is the third off the layoff, and it's Gaffleone. He's riding really well, so I'm going to include that one as well on my pick four ticket. The eighth race is for three-year-old Philly Maidens on the turf at a mile. I took a Chad Brown on top, uh, frontal attack. It's Chad, it's Irad, first-time starter. I'm a little skeptical of, of Chad Brown's like maidens and allowance runners. Uh, I think the stakes horses always seem to fire. The others, it's kind of a little bit hit and miss. Some, some low-priced horses lose uh, in the recent years when Chad has been sending a string to Keeneland. So uh, I, I certainly wouldn't go all in on this horse, but just with the connections, it's one of his main owners, so I'm going to take frontal attack on top. Work of fiction intrigues me a little bit. The Gulfstream shippers are normally where you look in turf races that are at the maiden or allowance level in the spring at Keeneland. This horse is coming off Gulfstream and going long for the first time for Rusty Arnold, and this horse is bred to love uh, two turns. So I think could it really improve on the stretch out? Reconsider me. It's a grand motion with Johnny Velasquez and first time in the motion barn, first time in the States off a layoff. So I'm going to throw that one on the ticket. And then the other one's Lady Dynamo. This horse uh, is out of a dam that's by Dynaformer, and that Dynaformer bloodline really seems to run well on this turf course. So I'm going to throw Lady Dynamo in as well on my pick four ticket, but I have frontal attack on top. How about you? Well, we agree on frontal attack, uh, but I'm afraid to single a first-time starter in the last race on a pick four. So I'm going to use a couple horses that you didn't mention. Um, I'm going to throw Callie's Grit in there for Joe Sharp and Gaffleon. I'm just going to draw a line through the juvenile fillies at Kentucky Downs last September. <clears throat> the horse just didn't um, didn't fire at all, but went off it as, as favorite in a Kentucky Downs 
uh, $500,000 race off a maiden special weight win or off a maiden special weight effort. He uh, obviously hasn't won yet, but the maiden special weight, <laughs> excuse me, at Saratoga at a mile of 16, uh, was very good. Only got to be three and a quarter up there to be your best. She was gone on to be a, a really good um, uh, turf filly. So she comes back in the Jubilee Phillies and Chop Chop wins that race at Kentucky Downs. And they just uh, obviously didn't hurt the horse and, and eased up on it. And I'm I'm thinking this horse gets back to her form in that maiden special weight at Saratoga. And I don't think this field is going to be anywhere close to as tough as that one was. So Callie's Grit is my pick in here. Uh, along with frontal attack, I'm just I'm going to use both those, and I'm going to use Flower Dew, another horse that you didn't mention for Steve Margolis, uh, shipping from Fairgrounds, has got a couple of mile and mile sixteenth races under her belt, and got better after the layoff. Came back as a three year old and has improved remark uh, substantially to a sixty eight and a sixty two buyer, uh, third off the layoff, and I think they may have been pointing to a Kingman. Um, meet win anyway, so uh, I'm going to use Flower Dew for Corey Lannery, who's not riding that great team that only has one win, but maybe it's due. So I'm going to use those three for no attack my top pick, but I think Kelly's grip's got a big shot in here. What's your pick four ticket look like? All right, it's been 60 bucks today. I go one four five seven with one three five ten eleven with two three with two eight ten for sixty dollars. I am going with a $64 ticket. Uh, I'm just going to use two in the first leg, Long Shadow and Invisible War, so seven and one. Then I'll use one, three, ten, eleven with one, two, three, six with three, six, eight, nine. So two by four by four by four, $64 ticket for 50 cents on the late pick four. A reminder that the Keeneland uh, All Turf Pick Three. Uh, is back for today's for the Wednesday card, and it starts in the fourth race. Not always uh, there aren't always three turf races on Wednesdays, and uh, this one there is. So it starts in race four, and that also will start the late pick five on an eight race card. So you get two things that kick in there in that fourth race if um, you are playing those types of wagers. I finally uh, gave out the uh, turf pick three on the uh, Keeneland social media on Sunday. Thanks to Gam's mission as a single, didn't was was way too smart to bet it myself. But hopefully, some of our uh, viewers did on social media. Yeah, I, uh, uh, it, it's a great bet, and it, it could pay something. On oh it. yeah, it was over three hundred dollars on Sunday. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first Wednesday we've had three turf races in at least two meets. Because I, I always beg the racing secretary, I said, "Give me three, give me three every day." But Wednesday's a, the tough one because we only got eight races. Um, so, but he's got. Horses on the property to fill those races, and they are the best betting races that we offer. Turf races are always, the handle is 20% higher than dirt races in a full field. Interesting. Well, best of luck if you're playing that wager or the late pick four that we talked about or something else. Just make sure you have some funds in your Keeneland Select account if you can't get out to the track. Good luck, and we'll see you for the Thursday podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.